Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. Jesus. It's so good to be in church. You know, I've forgotten how awesome it is to be in church in three weeks. It's like, wow, it's so good. Thanks, Mandy. Thanks, team, for leading us in worship this morning. Um, Now, we are so blessed by these guys who come in and practice every week and they get set up and they be here early. And, you know, we we all do different things in the kingdom of God, but I just, just thank you guys so much for what you do. Thanks, honey. That's my wife. That's what I'm calling honey, if you don't know. Uh... Good morning. It's great to be here with you. We've been away on holidays, but it's, it is great to be back. Um, there's one more announcement I wanted to share this morning before I get into the Word uh, with you this morning, and that's about Kids Inc. Um, Beck's been announcing the, the, the team meeting this afternoon after church just for a little short bit, but uh, you know, Salwan and Lynn have led Kids Inc. for many, many years in the past, and then Jess helped out uh, a couple of years ago, Jess Box, for a year while she, before she... Uh, left Colac, and then last year we had Molly helping out for a little bit, and then Dee's carried it. Where's Dee? Uh, there she is. Some, no, there she is. Dee's uh, done an amazing job uh, leading it through last year, uh, but I'm really excited to, to let you know this morning uh, that Kane and Beck have uh, put up their hands to, to take on Kids Inc. And uh, we're, we're going to pray for you guys this morning in, in leading Kids Inc. Because it's a you know, Kids Inc. is an exciting ministry within the life of our church. You know, so many of our youth come into the church through Kids Inc. first, and uh, it's, I don't know what percentage of kids over the years has been church on, or not church kids, but uh, it's just been an awesome opportunity. As a chaplain in the school for 14 years, it was so cool to be able to connect people with Kids Inc. and talk about, oh, how was Kids Inc.? You're coming on Friday? I'll oh, see you there. And I'm not part of the team, but I always stick my head in and say good day. And... Uh, just super pumped that you guys have been willing to, to put up your hand and uh, to, to lead that. So let's pray for these guys now and the, the Kids Inc. team. Look, God, we just thank you so much for Kane and Beck for their willingness, Lord, to just step into this role to lead the team, God, for Kids Inc. this year. And God, we just thank you for the plans you have for this year, Lord. You know every young person who's going to come into this program, Lord, this year. And Lord, we thank you for the words that you know that they need to hear to, to understand your love. And I just pray for Cain and Beck as they, as they coordinate the program, as they lead the team, and as Friday nights come together over this year, Lord, we just thank you, God, for touching the hearts of many, many young people in this city, Lord, and surrounding areas, Lord, for your glory, God. We just pray for uh, wisdom. We just pray for, for courage, Lord, and uh, discernment, Lord, as to know the, the way to go with Kids Inc. this year. Lord, we just thank you for all those who are involved in the team as, as helpers and leaders and, and people who cook in the kitchen and bus drivers when we need bus drivers. Lord, we just thank you, God, for your body at work helping the world know your love, Lord. I just thank you, God, for the way uh, this program shines your light out into our community, Lord, into young people's lives. And we just thank you, Lord, for your blessing on Cain and Beck, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. <laughs> Well, I didn't put up any photos today of our holiday. I thought, some of you I do that. It's probably a little bit cruel for those of you who have still been working the whole way through. Um, 
But uh, we had a great time down at the beach and uh, uh, bike riding and uh, all the, the stuff we do on holidays. Uh, just remind you again about how we have a bakery van pull up out the front of our campsite every day, twice a day. It is God's blessing for humanity, or me in particular. <laughs> Hot jam donuts, pies, oh, it's all there. You've got to go for the bike rides. Anyway, if you ever notice, holidays are never long enough, though. Like, it's great to come back. I love being back. But uh, holidays could always last a little bit longer. And... Uh, you can probably interpret, it, interpret the title of my message this morning a couple of different ways, but the title of my message is, I'm not finished yet. And you can interpret that how you will. Um, hopefully through the message it becomes clearer what I mean by that. But I'm not finished yet is the title of my message today. I've become so aware over the last few years, maybe the last 10 or more years, that it's so easy to make plans and time just runs out too quickly. <laughs> Anyone ever noticed that? Anyone ever had a moment on holidays where maybe kids, you, you're like playing a game and you're about to get to the next level or maybe you're outside on the trampoline or building Lego or playing cricket and then someone says, tea time! And you're supposed to stop but you're just not quite ready to stop and time just runs out. Or maybe over the holidays you were planning to clean out that cupboard and you just never even opened the cupboard or the garage or whatever it might have been. Maybe it's work, you just have this to-do list at work and you kind of have this plan to get it all done, but time just disappears and you just don't get it done. And as a, as a parent, we, we have goals at times and for, for us as a family, we, we made a goal that uh, I want to take all our kids away on an overnight camp trip before they start prep. And uh, it's a great goal. Uh, we have six kids. We're getting there. And Michael's saying, Dad, when are we going? Because I'm starting prep this year, Dad. And uh, sometimes it's almost taken 12 months. But it's been a window, but we've got there every time. But time just ticks away too quickly. And uh, Sally's reminding me, Dad, you know, when I, said, when I started Year 7, you told me we we're going to go on an overnight hike. And she's starting year eight now, and Nathaniel's starting year seven, and Sally's saying, Dad, we still haven't done our overnight hike. I'm like, I know, Sal. <laughs> Point number one, time is disappearing. <laughs> Have you noticed time just disappears? You cannot manage time. Time happens. It disappears. For those of you who are here on New Year's Day, Craig Rochelle had some words about this as well. He talked about being present in the moment. We have so many moments where we, we might be there with our family, we might be there with someone, but we're not fully there in our heads. But let's be present in the moment, he was talking about. He said, slow down to experience Jesus fully and love people deeply. If you don't have a goal for this year, there's a great goal right there. Slow down to experience Jesus fully and love people deeply. I want to ask you today, what is on your to-do list right now? I wonder if you made a mental list right now. Just think about what's on your to-do list right now. Maybe you've got a physical list you've written down somewhere. I wonder what's on your to-do list right now. Got a few things in mind. Yeah, okay. 
I want to ask you, if they were the only things you ever got done for the rest of your life, would you be satisfied? I've got to be honest, there's times when I make my to-do list and I actually have a, a way I do my diary now that on the top of my list, uh, it reminds me that on my to-do list, uh, number one is I need to remember that I am a human being created by God. And I, and I need to look after myself and, and spend time with God and, and do exercise and, and it reminds me on my diary every time I look at it and that I'm a part of a family and I have kids and a wife and I'm a part of a family and I, I need to be responsible for that too. But I've got to be honest, sometimes my to-do list does not reflect what I want it to reflect. I wonder, if, is there anything you want to change or anything you'd like to put on your to-do list right now for 2023 if you think about what actually you would be satisfied if they were the only things you ever got done? Because let's be honest, none of us know how many days we have, do we? I want to have a listen to the words of Paul this morning in 2 Timothy chapter 4. If you've got your Bibles there, I encourage you to open it up. It'll be on the screen, but uh, I encourage you to open your Bible, bring it to church so you can circle and underline things in your Bible. Let your Bible be something that you know really intimately. I, I love the fact that I've got little pictures and I know that picture reminds me of that time when I was going through this and God said this to me about that thing. And 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 5. He says, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Should we read that sentence again or should I move on? It's not a favorite line, is it? Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Paul's talking about not allowing... In the last days, so many different voices to, to sway us to the left or the right, distract us from the things that matter most and to preach the gospel. And Paul says to Timothy, carry out the ministry that God has given you. Carry it out, whatever it is, carry it out and complete it. Do the ministry that God has given you. And I want to say to you this morning, whatever ministry, whatever thing that God has called you to, whatever place he's put you in, be what you can be for God in that place to the best of your ability. Ask God to help you be and do that ministry. Whatever place, whatever family He's put you in, He's placed you there to minister the love of God to people around you. Carry out the ministry God has given you. And as Paul says, I, I want this to be my testimony at the end of my lifetime. He says, I have fought the good fight, I've finished the race. I've poured out my life and been faithful. And I was thinking just this morning, I, I should have actually got a, a jug of water um, and, and poured it out in front of you. I didn't think of it in time. Um, but you know, we, we, our lives are like a jug of water, but it's not a clear jug. We can't see how much water is left. 
and it just keeps pouring. You can't stop the pouring out of your life and it pours and it pours and it pours until the moment your days are up and our life is over. And I want to pour my life into the things that God has called me to. I want to pour my life into things that matter most. Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've poured out my life and been faithful. Let's put that on our to-do list in 2023. Now, last year we looked at the book of Joshua. We spent uh, a few months looking at the book of Joshua, how God led them into the promised land, how as they, they learned to be with God, they trusted Him. He led them into the promised land. But you know, sometimes I think as we go through a sermon series like that, or as we read through a book of the Bible, we somehow allow ourselves to kind of think it took as long as it took us to read through the book. You know, we read through the book of Joshua. Maybe you read it in your devotion time, or you read it over a few weeks, and we sort of go, wow, we got there in the end. It took a few weeks. Or maybe we do a sermon series, it takes a couple of months. It's like, yep, but the promise is fulfilled. We got there. It's all good. But we know that it was so much more than a few weeks. It was so much more than a few months to see the promises of God fulfilled. And in our own lives, let's not deceive ourselves into thinking that all the challenges we face are going to be fulfilled within a couple of weeks. How old was Joshua and Caleb when they explored the land? Anyone remember? 40 years old. Well, Caleb was. We don't know for sure how old Joshua was, but Caleb was 40 years old when they explored the land as scouts. In Joshua 14, it tells us. And it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast just this week, and it, it pointed out how in Joshua 14, Caleb reminds Joshua. So Caleb and Joshua, the two that were faithful spies, they went into the land and brought it back a good report. Joshua is now leading the people of Israel. Caleb reminds Joshua as an 85-year-old man, and he's kind of pulling the, we're 85-year-old man card. It's like, well, we're getting not in years, and if you're 85, then, you know, be encouraged by the rest of what he says we will listen to in a moment. <laughs> Caleb reminds Joshua, you know, Moses promised me that part of Canaan where we explored the land. He promised it to me that it would be mine. So Joshua blesses him and gives him the land. But have a listen to what it says in Joshua chapter 14. And as, as I said, if you're an 85-year-old man or a woman, be encouraged by uh, what, Joshua, uh, what Caleb says here. Verse 10 to 12. It says, now as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well as he promised for all these 45 years since Moses made this promise. Even while Israel wandered in the wilderness, today I am 85 years old. I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey. Praise God. <laughs> and I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. So give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. You will remember that as scouts, we found the descendants of Anak living in, the, in great walled towns. But if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land, just as the Lord said. Did you hear that? I will drive them out, as the Lord has said. In other words, the descendants of Anak, these giants living in these walled towns, were still there. That part of the land had not been conquered. And this 85-year-old man says, give me the land 
and then Joshua blesses him with the land, but that land had a lot of giants still living in it. I just wonder, maybe, if it's possible that we're looking for blessings of comfort and ease and pleasure, when God's blessings for us might actually be the privilege of facing the battles for His glory. Can I put that up on the screen so you can ponder that and mull over that some more? Maybe God's blessings is the privilege of facing the battle for His glory. Maybe we're praying for blessings of this or that or the other thing, but maybe God's saying, you know what? I have given you this battle and I want you to face that battle with faith in me. And I want you to face that battle, to go through that battle and know that I am with you and I'm going to bring you through this. But as you face this battle, I am going to use your battle for my glory. Caleb wasn't blessed with towns that were joyfully welcoming him in. He's blessed with a, a city to fight, to conquer, to overcome, to face. Late last year, most of you would know, I, I was diagnosed with stage, actually I didn't tell you what stage it was because I didn't know at that point, but uh, it was stage 2B melanoma cancer in my, my leg and I've got a great nice little scar there to prove it. Um, and uh, I think last time I shared with you, I'd had my second surgery and uh, praise God they got all of the cancer and they, after the, they did a biopsy of a... a uh, I'm still in holiday mode, I can't think of words. Um, lymph gland, thank you. <laughs> and there was no signs of cancer in my lymph glands, so that was a, a huge uh, victory in knowing that. Um, and basically, if I was stage 2A, they said, look, we, we don't treat that. If you're stage 2C, we would treat you. And if you're stage 2B, as you are, you get the choice. I'm like, great, what a wonderful choice. <laughs> I get a choice, yay. <laughs> which is better than having to have treatment, but uh, basically the doctors said, um, look, you, you, as far as we are aware, you, food, you, you could be completely cured, you could be completely free of cancer and the treatment would be a waste of time, but there could be microscopic cancers in your body that you, we can't pick up and it, it could kill off those things and help you not have it come back. Uh, but the treatment of immunotherapy also has some potentially lifelong uh, side effects, so I've decided to go without the treatment and just believe God to, to keep me going and keep me well. And I just want to say thank you so much for your prayer um, last year and for our family. Um, and let's be praying for those who are still going through these battles. Um, I, I've been so blessed. And uh, yeah, I just thank God for, for all of you that have prayed for me and, and people that have stepped in and helped out when I couldn't be preaching and doing different things. But I just want to also point out, and this is a little skin check uh, promotion as well, not being paid for it, but uh, you know, stage 0, 1 and 2 of melanoma, you have a 98% survival rate. So there's still two in every hundred people die of melanoma um, in that stage. But you get to stage 3, which could only be a few weeks difference to stage 2, and you've got a 63% survival rate. I just thank God that I, I was able to have it picked up quick enough. And, you know, 2,000 people a, a year die of melanoma. And it was a real check moment for me in my life. And to think, 
how am I using my days? How am I using my hours? How am I using my life? And I want to say as difficult as the journey has been, there was times of a real challenge through the journey, I feel like I can say uh, if my battle hadn't gone the way I hoped it would and it did, I feel like I could say I have no regrets in how I've spent my life. You know, since I was 18 years old, I, almost 22 years ago, yep, almost 40, I've poured my life into the things that I believe God has called me to do and poured my life into the things that matter most to me. And you know, when I was 18, I remember a conscious decision of saying, I'm going to work as much as I have to to serve God with my life. I know I need money and I'm going to work when I have to to get money, but I'm going to pour my life into the things that God has, has called, called me to and stirred my heart for. And amazingly, as I'm sure many of you have found, as you've served God and done the things you've you felt He's calling, called you to do, He's provided the finances, and I get paid to do what I love doing. Thank you for paying me as a pastor. And I just want to point out that none of us are outside of God's plan for our lives either. You know, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 7, Paul says, Remain as you were when God called you. Remain as you were. In other words, wherever you find yourself, God has a plan for you to serve Him, to glorify Him, to face the battles with those people you work with, to face the battles with those family members that challenge you at times. God has placed you where you are for a reason. And in the, in the context of the passage he's talking about as slaves or as in this position or that position, if you get a chance to be free, sure, go for it. And there's times when God allows us to shift and move and do different things. But wherever you are, know that God has placed you there. In other words, serve God with whatever, with whatever opportunity you have. You know, the opportunity you have is different from every other person in this room. The opportunity you have to glorify God, the opportunity that you have to share with people, the opportunity you have to, to show God's love to people is different to every other person in this room. Every other person on this planet has a different calling to you. But let's aim to live this year ahead with no regrets to pour our life into what matters most. And we don't know when it's going to run it, but let's just pour it out and trust God with what happens next. Pour our life into what matters most. But you know what? As I think about 2022, the year gone by, there are so many things I wanted to do that I still haven't done. <laughs> Anyone got a to-do list they didn't finish? Anyone? <laughs> 2022 is over. But I'm not finished yet. If you've got breath in your lungs, if you've got uh, anything on your to-do list that you haven't finished yet, turn to the person beside you and say, I'm not finished yet. Say it with some conviction. I'm not finished yet. There's still opportunity. There's still a chance to get those things done. Uh, I want to finish by, by reading a scripture this morning, 
that I read in my devotion time a few days ago, and uh, some of you might have read it as well. It was on the Bible app. And uh, if you don't have a devotion plan, like, as Beck said, grab a copy of the, the Bible reading plan. It's normally about 10, 15 verses. It's not a huge amount of verses. So you can actually read it and stop and reflect and pray about what you've read. Really encourage you to read it. Use the Bible app. Use something to help you keep a regular plan of reading. Because has anyone else ever been in that place where you're like, you haven't kind of had the best routine happening and you open the Bible and you can say, okay, God, where do I start? Anyone ever? Yeah, there's a few of you. Get a plan to help you open the Word and, and keep your regular plan. But I read this verse uh, earlier in the week in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. It says, For as the waters fill the sea. Has anyone been to the beach over the Christmas, New Year? Anyone been to the beach? Yeah, actually we were down at the lake yesterday, so we had a birthday party and we were doing some uh, stand-up paddleboarding and kayaking down at the lake. And uh, you know that feeling when you've been in the water for ages and you feel like, like your wetness is wet? It's like every fibre of your being is wet. Like you've been out in the sea for like six hours or something and you're just like, your wrinkles have got wrinkles. <laughs> Anyone know that feeling? I love that feeling. Um, for as the waters fill the sea... You know, ever been out, out in the water, out in the ocean, and just floating out the back of the surf, and just just looking at the the vastness of the ocean, like it is, it is so so big. It says, for as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. As the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of a knowledge of an experience, that word really means, of the glory of the Lord. What part of the ocean isn't filled with the water? I guess ask the band if they want to come. For as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. Maybe you're facing a battle, maybe you're facing a challenge right now, and you don't see the end of the valley. For as the waters fill the sea, the earth, your life, will be filled with an awareness, with a knowledge, with an experience of the glory of the Lord. Can you believe for that today? Because, you know, my, my final point is really my, my only point. God's not finished yet. God is not finished yet. He is going to outwork His Word. He's going to outwork His promises. And as much as we aren't finished, the fact that God is not finished is so much more important. God hasn't given up on you, as Beck said already this morning. We, we fail, we, we try and do things, and we don't get them done. But God is not finished yet. He's still working in your life, however good or bad last year might have gone, however good or bad the first couple of weeks of this year might have gone, God is not finished yet in your life. God's not finished in your family's life. God's not finished in your neighbor's life. The question is, will we join Him? Will we listen to His call? Will we say, God, I, I know the struggle I face, but God, I choose to step in and be for your glory, just to declare your faithfulness to these people, to stand up and say, you know what? I face some battles, but God is faithful and I believe He's going to lead me through.
God is not finished in this city. There are so many people in this city that need to know Jesus in the surrounding towns and regions that God is wanting to minister to. And I believe in this year ahead, God wants to use you and I to reach people with the love of God. God is not finished yet. And you might feel like you've had ups and downs with God and you kind of feel like, oh yeah, I'm over my honeymoon period in my relationship with God. And like, you know, we're just gonna kind of cruise through to the end of my days now. No way, God is not finished with you yet. He has an intimacy with you He wants to restore. He wants to bring back an intimacy with you. If you feel like you've lost that, step into that relationship with Him. Open your, His Word again. Set aside that time with Him. Set up some date time with God. Get away for a day. There's been days when, thankfully Rochelle's encouraged me too, I've got just taken a tent, gone out with the car and I've just parked out in the bush somewhere and I've just spent a night with God in the tent. Just reading, praying, walk, just talk with God. Maybe you need to do that. God is not finished yet. Do not give up on the hope that He has promised you. He is faithful. Will we join Him to face the battles in this life for His glory. I just want to pray. Can we stand together this morning? It's a pretty simple word. But I just want to share those few thoughts with you this morning that God's put on my heart. God, I, I thank You that You know every single one of us completely. God, You know the struggles we face. You know the joys in our heart. God, I just thank You that You have called us all for a purpose. But Lord, You've given us the, the privilege of living for Your glory. And God, I just thank You that there is no small role in living for Your glory. God, as we choose to, to give ourselves to You, as we acknowledge, Jesus, that You came and gave Yourself on the cross for our sin, as we acknowledge what You've done for us and, and give our lives back to You, God, I just thank You that we live for Your glory, for the glory of the Creator of the heavens and the earth. What a privilege. What an honour. God, I just pray that You would help us, Lord, day by day to lift our eyes to heaven, to lift our eyes to You, to be encouraged by Your faithfulness, to be encouraged by Your love. And Lord, to faithfully press on towards the goal, even as Paul pressed on towards the finish, that we would be able to say that we have run the race, that we have completed the calling that you have for us, that we have poured out our life into what matters most, that we have no regrets. Lord, I just pray that that would be our testimony over this year ahead in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, bring the victory for those who face battles. Bring people through the valleys. And Lord, help us, Lord, to, to give you the glory and the praise as we do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.